Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ioni. Well, hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Volatile Signals, which is available now. And I'm Eden, and I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast where we pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. And we do have some new reviews this week. Thank Amazing. you very much, everyone. So... XCKCX via Apple Podcasts in Ireland gave us five stars. Love, love, love. Love the casual conversation and ease of listening. Be interesting to get some new guests. I concur. I would like some new guests. Mm. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we will. Thank you for the tip. So, hello, Eden. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. 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 You're all right? Yeah, I'm all right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the death of the influencer. Bum, bum, bum. So dramatic. <laughs> We're coming for you. You're um, dying. <laughs> you're asking for it. <laughs> so this kind of follows on from last week when we were talking about poverty porn and cost of living crisis because obviously everyone is getting really sick of influencers and this kind of been in the air for a while. Like I feel like the first time, well, this is more celebrities, but the first time everyone was really like on mass what the fuck was the imagine video during covid i feel mm-hmm. and everything the kardashians do yeah it seems like nobody wants to work these days get up <laughs> off your ass and work <laughs> and also the molly may everyone has the same 24 hours as me you too could make it like me which we've also discussed before <laughs> i saw a um I saw a tweet that was like, Molly May's going to find out soon what 24 is day, hours in a day really looks like, like oh, having a newborn kid. Exactly. It'll begin <laughs> at 5am. You will so, have no sleep. Exactly. <laughs> Would you like to take us through the why we have updated this phrase from death of the author to death of the influencer? Um, so death of the author is a concept uh, from the mid 20th century by Roland Barthes, which if you've done any form of like English literature, uh, you will you'll know what it means because people it's it's like like a text that people just love to reference. Mm-hmm. So um, he wrote about how an author's intentions and biographical facts should hold no special weight in determining an interpretation of their writing. So basically, all influences should be treated the same. Is is what I was ca- trying to kind of modernize it for. So their personal beliefs mean nothing really; they just exist as vessels for capitalism. 
That is so true, isn't it? I feel like TikTok has really brought that about in a way because like now you cater, like they kind of cater the for you page for you as opposed to you like following people. Like I never go on the following tab on TikTok, do you? No. Literally never. So it's like you see these snippets of people's lives, but you don't really see that much and you don't necessarily know who they are or like what their routine is they're just people that pop up all the time if you know what I mean yeah um and there's I can only literally think of like there's a few tiktokers that I've like followed since I had tiktok but apart from that and like most of them are animals (laughs) and and this this is why maybe we're seeing a decline in that kind of influencer because people can see through that bullshit now and they want something that's genuine and real you know what i think is such a good example of this my latest obsession who you hate anna paul (laughs) really really i don't know why i really just don't like her i blocked her because i was like have you yeah i'm fucking sick of seeing her going on like a fucking luxury jet and she's like she peddles this whole narrative like i'm treating my mom i'm treating my boyfriend i'm i'm so selfless and it's like but you are rubbing it in our faces at the end of the day. No, it's so cute. So Anna Paul is this Australian TikToker for people that don't know. And she is basically, she kind of has these like two separate worlds because she makes her money through OnlyFans. But then obviously her TikTok is like super squeaky clean. But yeah, it's always like her going on world trips, like her treating her family to nice things. And she blogs like, she vlogs every day of her life on TikTok. Like that is her thing. Mm-hmm. But I think, it kind of ties to what you're saying because she, or like a new model for influencers, I suppose, because she does know Sponcon. Yeah. Which it's is just... like really interesting because she's huge. She's got like millions and millions of followers. Mm-hmm. It's just day to day content. But there was a really good TikTok uh, by Nikki Reardon on influencers who was saying that the landscape is going to change because a lot of new creators assume that people by default care about them. So you can't expect someone to care about what you're eating in a day or your day-to-day vlog because you haven't taken the time to connect with people. You need to kind of showcase your personality first. And mm. maybe Anna Paul does do that because um, <laughs> she's she's quite, she's very sweet. I'm just being hateful, to be honest, because I'm just jealous of her, of her <laughs> jet, jet plane trips and nice, nice meals and stuff. Um, but yeah, you have to establish that connection first. I'm in the Anna Paul Defence Club. Um... Yeah, exactly. So it says the internet allows you to discover people you relate to through mutual interests. You have to establish that connection first. You need to be passionate and have something to share worth listening to, which I think is very true because when we were on Tumblr and stuff, it's like you follow people because of like the references they posted or the screenshots or whatever. And then so you thought they had like cool interests, which made you interested in their lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, with Kim, with the rise of like Molly May and the Kardashians and stuff that interest like that has shifted to your interests being that person, not you having mutual interests. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I really liked in the research how you broke down influencers because I didn't actually know, well, I knew some of it, but I didn't know the actual metrics for it. So internet celebrities or influencers can be broken into five different sizes, nano, micro, macro, mega, and celebrity. So nano influencers generally have under 5,000 followers on Instagram. Micro-influencers have between 5,000 and 100,000. That seems like quite a lot. It's a wide wide berth, yeah. Yeah, like fully. Yeah. Micro-influencers are often seen as more trustworthy and relatable, making it easier for followers to perceive an interpersonal connection with them 
than mega influencers. So macro influencers are between 100,000 and 500,000. Mega influencers have between 500,000 and 5 million followers. And celebrities are defined as having over 5 million followers, which I think is, yeah, funny because like obviously we as a publication work with people that have big followings on social media like for whatever reason whether it's because they're an actress or an influencer or a musician or whatever five million seems like quite high and in addition to this in your research you've put like in the future everyone will be famous 15 minutes which is that famous Andy Warhol Mm -hmm. Andy Warhol quote which is funny because like in my book I kind of write about how like that has changed to everyone has internet fame for five minutes but only if they have like a very specific facet of their personality in which they can like capitalize upon so in the book I was talking about this in the context of like feminist influences mental health influences body positivity influences like influences for a very like specific niche life intersection of whatever mm. but TikTok has kind of made that so you can just do the randomest shit. Yeah, it makes celebrities out of a man riding a skateboard to Fleetwood Mac or someone doing performance art based on a Starburst advert from like 15 years ago <laughs> or some kid singing a song about corn. <laughs> so so niche, but it, it really taps into people wanting to make these people famous for like a week or so and then they just fade into obscurity. It's like the worst part of the X Factor. Like, you know, when you get all the like, in inverted commas, jokes in at the beginning and then they have a minute. But that's like basically what TikTok humour is. Yeah. Yeah. Finding finding someone that might be a bit strange or weird. Obviously, the X Factor exploited people like to extremes. But we still we still talk about these people on the X Factor. Yeah, it's true. We do. Holly Jarvis and Dawn the Jockey and people like that. Have you seen the newest one on TikTok, which is like the... Miami Boys Choir as no. the Jewish kids. You haven't seen it. It's no, literally no. what my whole for you page is. But yeah, it's like this Miami Boys Choir and then they're like Jewish and they're singing a Jewish song, but it's really good. And then they're talking about doing a reunion and stuff now. But yeah, next week then it'll be something else. Yeah, of course it will. Uh, we move on very fast. So would you like to tell us about the beauty influencer that has been coming under fire recently? Uh, so Michaela Naguaria. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Naguera. Uh, she has 13.5 million followers on TikTok. She recently came under fire because she made just a, kind of a little throwaway video saying, being an influencer is so tiring. I'm still working at 5.19pm. So, quote, I literally just finished working. It's 5.19pm. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. Because the people that say it's easy are so far out of their minds. <laughs> she then went on to say, I have to wake up at 6am. I have to make content blah 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 and she's in meetings all day and then so technically 13 hours later she's uh, 11 hours later she's still working but content making might be hard but you reap the benefits far more than someone doing an 11 hour shift at a minimum wage job because you're coming home with brand deals adverts you're 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 buying designer bags you're getting shit for free constantly Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it might be hard but it's not hard, really, in the grand scheme of things. And then her her little clip of her saying that got turned into a sound. People were then recycling it and mocking her on TikTok. And then people were making videos of all of the free stuff that she's got over the years with that sound in the background. She just shot herself in the foot, basically. Also, I think it's so 
it's really like cutting off your nose to spite your face because and I'm always so conscious of this and I think it's part of the issue that we have which I also talk about in my book law about like authenticity and our desire to like portray authenticity online because every job is hard yes and there's not going to be like any job where you feel happy every single second of the day in which you are performing it like it's it's a job it's labor blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day some jobs are obviously way more fun than other jobs and yeah give you more perks so I always find it so tiresome when I see like lengthy Instagram captions from maybe other people that run magazines or like whatever being like my job is so hard I got like rejected from this fashion week show and then like this part of it was really difficult and this I'm like doing all of this for like the love of my craft blah 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 blah. it's like those are people would love to be able to do what you do for the love of your craft we have really fun jobs like they're really nice they're blessed like if the worst thing that happens in your day is that like you get a bad email or you don't get into a fashion show then that's like not comparable to most people's worst day and I think you know that's not to like belittle mental health or like any of these other things we should talk about like being healthy in creative industries because they are often overworked and like underpaid and all of these things but I think why it grinds our gears so much with influencers or people that very clearly or on another part of their life want to be like look at this new clothes I got gifted or look at this amazing editorial I've done or whatever it's like you can't really have it both ways no and they're not they're not channeling it into like things that would be useful like that Michaela girl isn't being like influencers should unionize (laughs) which I'm sure they should or like that or like a you know magazine people are being like this is like tangible way I'm showing this because things need to be different it's because they want pity Mm -hmm. and no one wants to give them pity yeah you're just that Michaela girl especially you're just shouting into the void and what the fuck do you think people are going to come back and say they're going to agree with you no you just alienated your whole fan base but I think it's because as well like we get so like these people and more people on the internet more broadly yeah we're kind of shoved into this trap of to like to be authentic you have to share and you have to share the bad parts as well as the good parts and it's Mm -hmm. like but most lots of that isn't going to be sympathetic because the things you're complaining about are completely unrelatable and completely inauthentic to most people. Yeah, we can't we can't relate at all. Um, but I think we started talking about this because there was a really good uh, Substack essay called "The Beginning of the End of Influencers" by Kate Lindsay, and she literally says all this in in the the uh, Substack. Thing, saying that it's no longer entertaining to watch an influencer perform a life of luxury while you labour at your unglamorous work. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I think TikTok has really provided like unobstructed views because mm-hmm. you can't really hide your wealth if you're making videos and stuff every day. And it's maybe making people more class aware. Yeah, I think that's true. And it's also like, and also the only thing they kind of have to bank on if they are going to, if their brand is built on like showing off nice things they have is you thinking they deserve. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Or aspiration. Mm -hmm. So like, or just escapism. So you look at those people's blogs, TikToks, Instagram posts, whatever, and it's like, you think they have a nice life. So you want to see some people have a nice life if yours isn't feeling so good. So that's why I think it's a double whammy when people complain as well, because it's like, right, okay, why am I watching you then? Like, I don't follow you. (laughs) This sounds so like callous and (laughs) we expect influencers to be emotionless voids, but they like make themselves emotionless going back to what we said, like, because they all just exist as vessels for capitalism. Yeah. Because that's their business model. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you knew what the game was about. So, do you want to play it or don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get so angry. I don't know why. I, but then, like, I, I love watching halls. I love watching Trisha Paytas's showing up. Trisha Paytas, Jennifer Birkins. I love that. Like, but I think it's when when the influencer becomes self aware and they try and seem like their life is hard. It's Mm -hmm. just, you just back away completely. And I think also, like, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but obviously we've come out of this, like, national period of mourning for the Queen and, like, seen all of this ostentatious luxury on our TVs every day and in our faces. And then to be greeted with, like, our generation's version of that on the internet, it just makes things seem more and more rubbish for the rest of us and, like, unfair and... That the world is really heavily skewed. Yeah, it's really jarring because these people's lives are so far away from what most of us can expect or live with. Mm -hmm. 100%. So what is next? Oh, yeah, I found this really interesting. And I feel like it is definitely a TikTok thing. So this is another article, Fluently Forward on 9 to 5 Influencers. Influencers change when it becomes a full-time job. You don't like someone because of their nine-to-five. You like them because their content is more accessible. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. People quit their jobs to be an influencer full-time and their content is no longer relatable. There's an attitude problem when people quit their jobs to become an influencer. Do you think there is? I think so. Like I love Fluently Forward so much and she made a really good point in that video where she says that when, say, someone's making cooking content, and they've got a nine to five and they're making like how to do like quick tacos, how to do this, like po- like post work dinners. Then they quit their job and then all their content shifts to like really complicated things or like a nine hour stew and all this stuff. It's like their focus has changed because they're now making that their full time job. And then their content becomes less accessible because they have more time to put into it. But you don't. Yeah. So how are you supposed to like uh, connect with them? 
which I think is a really good point. And I think I would maybe like someone to be doing like part-time kind of influencer uh, content because they're just like me. <laughs> yeah, um, our, our like columnist, Nime, Nime, I don't know how to say her name. Sorry if you're listening to this, love. But she always talks about how she's like a part-time coder and then like does content creation on the side. And I think she's really like open about kind of like that and what it what it is and like her timing and how she can kind of get exhausted by both and I think that's way more interesting because it also kind of feeds into the pressure that we feel to constantly be doing something productive I feel Mm. so and I feel like we see full-time influencing just as a whole as quite an unproductive lifestyle because you're basically your job is to look as if you are not working too hard yeah that you're just enjoying things yeah just vibing so another thing that tiktok has kind of thrown up is these influencers that have full-time jobs anyway and they kind of make that their brand so whether it's like i'm sure everyone listening has seen like the doctors ones i've been getting some absolutely horrifically graphic doctors ones recently of like this is what period looks like (laughs) so it sounds so screamish of me or like this is how the cervix opens when you give birth and then it's like a full plastic doll coming out of a full plastic badge I'm like no thank Mm. you or or I think skincare ones are like massive on that aren't they like dermatologists or like stock people are also very big like people that have nine to fives and then or property people also lol this is quite a grim subsection of society apart from doctors and skincare (laughs) people we love you girlies um but that turn their kind of like real life into content yeah like experts and I think that's so interesting because we've been seeing how that I haven't read any of these reports but there's loads of reports that Gen Z use TikTok as Google yeah that would make complete sense. It's just like a, a random Google machine. Um, but then I think you that you do want that. Like you you want someone that's an expert in their position, whether it's like I get quite a lot of like his, historian TikToks and stuff. Uh, but people like know the fuck out of their subject and then they are educating you. I think maybe that could be the new wave. We were talking about this, weren't we, in terms of like um, I sent... Eden an article that was about like the new wave of fashion critics and they're basically all TikTok people like obviously we have featured Mina Lay before and then Kardashian colloquium is a bit different but still very similar like linking theory with pop culture um and then there's that adult who also does this and there's like a load of them old loser in Brooklyn that basically are using like trend forecasting and style kind of not advice but like style history all of this kind of stuff to analyze fashion now and I think that's definitely more interesting and also something we've really been missing and I think it kind of links to do you remember I can't remember which episode we talked about this in but when we were talking about like how Diet Prada and basically like all of that stuff has killed like the nuance of like fashion history because people don't understand references anymore yeah I think that's also Instagram because Instagram leaves no room for this kind of like explanation or kind of like unearthing of how you put together an outfit or whatever it's just about that so I think it's good that TikTok's bringing that back yeah it's educating the children (laughs) which is good and me (laughs) (laughs) full grown adult who probably should not be on TikTok no I think you're you're totally right and that's why those people have been successful on TikTok because 
like you recognize their authenticity exactly because you can't just fake it you can't just look at say you're looking at a fashion show and pulling apart all these references like you have to have like a massive basis of like history of fashion pop culture and knowledge to to know what's been referenced or not referenced um and we respect that yeah, a hundred percent. And it seems that brands are taking notice of that too, because it says, "This is not a call from the business of fashion." And it says, "Influencers who gained fame, online fame for offline pursuits, are rapidly earning brand attention, but working with them requires a different type of partnership." Brands are increasingly looking to ink partnerships with influencers with day jobs or another role outside of having a large following on social media. These influencers bring with them the cachet of their nine to five, but also a highly influential audience. However, they are also more selective about which partnerships they take on and often demand a higher payday when they do, which I think is good for everyone. Like it's good if influencers are selective. I do. I was thinking when I was reading this, there is a cautionary tale in all of it already, which is um, fucking train boy. What's his name again? Francis Bourgeois. Yeah. Because he's that, right? Like he had this niche interest or like that was the story. That was the tale. It was this niche Mm -hmm. interest that gained mass attention on TikTok. And then now, I mean, he's doing millions of brand deals. Left, right and bloody center. Gucci. He's big, big old Gucci boy, isn't he? Big old Gucci boy. (laughs) Appearing at fashion shows and stuff. Um, Yeah. And it just makes you not want to consume someone's content. This is uh, (laughs) not really related, but kind of. I went on a on Kiki Palmer's TikTok the other day because I'd seen loads of interviews with her and she's just so charismatic and so charming. I was like, I want to see more. I'm going to follow Kiki. Went on her TikTok. I'm not even joking. Every single video, spawn con, spawn con, spawn con, Really? Yeah, for like 20 videos. And it was with like stupid like financial advisory apps and like just like the most like pop chips, like the most random stuff. (laughs) I was like, this isn't, this isn't you, Kiki. Like, (laughs) <laughs> it was honestly mad and it's like you have a, you, you're as a person I want I want to see more of you because you're so charismatic and I, and I love your personality and then I go on your TikTok and it's just compl- entirely full of sponsored content and I'm like it's just so off-putting I also think it's it can be this like nine to five influencer like shtick can be a dangerous path to go down if it's like the future of influencers because with I mean, we said this about Diet Prada and fashion, like once you take brand deals, you're kind of, um, what's it called? Objectivity is skewed. That's been the mm. same forever with fashion critics, like getting gifted things and blah, 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 blah. Like it's always existed in fashion. But if we're looking at like doctors or financial advisors or property brokers, if they start doing sponsor content, I feel like, and then the teens are using tiktok as google that's kind of like a dangerous path to tread in terms of objectivity truth and like commercial interests yeah miss you you could quite quickly start peddling like misinformation and Mm -hmm. maybe uh skew your morals slightly because you're getting a paycheck exactly (sighs) (laughs) big sigh big sigh but too long didn't read. We're sick of influencers. There's new types of influencers, but will they save the game? Probably not. Probably I don't know. Mm. I feel like they definitely kind of exist more as celebrities now. Like they're in the back of our minds, not the front. Mm-hmm. But celebrities still exist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But celebrities are just the like the upper echelons of influencer now. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like with influencers. 
obviously there's so much that's said about like the parasocial relationship you build with them you feel like they're Mm -hmm. your friend and I feel like that's becoming less which is Mm -hmm. maybe healthy yeah apart from Anna Paul Anna Paul if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) because you can see you can see through the um the fakeness of it yeah yeah and you just consume it like we're smart enough to just consume it like any other type of media now whether it's content or not like we don't think they're our friends no but then we also kind of treat our friends like influencers and are really untrustworthy of them online I feel as well do you think so a bit like I don't know I feel like we still have a really flat view of how we view online content and it's really hard to project nuance onto it so we go with like the most extreme versions of what anything could be so we're hyper cynical if that makes sense yeah yeah I think that we definitely are cynical now but still want to consume it yeah all the time (laughs) so where do we go from here and I also think oh my god have you seen that have you seen that trend where it's like um it's like the sound that comes from super freaky girl and it's like one thing about me and then someone says the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to them have you not seen no, it? I've not seen and they it. do it like in the beat of the song and Trisha Paytas just did one about like having her kid and like her pre- like her fertility issues and people are doing that so I feel like that's no, a very less like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's a very post irony way of trying to be like authentically sharing but it's still the same thing isn't it yeah I mean it's just like you're sharing too much <laughs> it's too authentic I don't need to know I literally saw one this morning that was like one thing about me is when I was five I got kidnapped from the park like, what, the <laughs> what am I watching we don't need to say everything <laughs> we really don't bring back mystery yeah but we're we're craving kind of things that contradict themselves at the same time we want authenticity and realness but we also want mystery and illusion essentially what we want is to for people for influencers tell us how much they get paid and (laughs) what their (laughs) what their skin in the game is but not tell us when they're sad or when they're having a bad day thank you very much yeah like i think someone found out that the what the tiktok makeup artist lady michaela complaining about working at 519 also 519 <laughs> not that long like 20 minutes um they found out she got paid like 15 grand for like some charlotte tilbury like 30 second advert mm-hmm. and it's like okay so like some people don't even make that in a year yeah shut your mouth <laughs> and tell us how much you're taking home and on that note we are finished thank you eden <laughs> thank you ione and thank you to all the listeners. We would love to hear your thoughts on the death of the influencer. Let us know in the comments. Thank you to Olivia for editing this. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte, Izzy, Grace and Hattie. We will see you next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.